You're listening to a message from Highway Church as we welcome Greg Fritz to Massachusetts for the very first time. Enjoy. But uh, I've heard stories about people in the Northeast, and it's, it's frightening. But I haven't found it to be true. Uh, I met Deb and Bob yesterday, and they're just the sweetest people, and they've got the school going there. And then we've got uh, George and Judy and Joseph. And I don't have your name written anywhere. Jennifer. Jennifer, Joseph and Jennifer. And so I just thank you for allowing me in, in your church today. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of the local church. I preached in churches mostly for 30 years, uh, more than 30 years. I'm not going to tell you how long. I started preaching when I was 16. And that was, oh, five, ten years ago. I don't remember. But... Um, but uh, I love the local church, and I felt immediately at home when I walked in here today. Just, wow, this is awesome, wonderful. You guys are where it's at. It's happening here. There is an anointing on this, on this pastoral gift. You can just see it. I always look for that, and boy, it's evident here. And the great things are in store for, high, for you and high, Highway Church here. Man, go to church. Yeah. You know, you were talking about tithing. You know, it's the new covenant. We do more because we want to than we ever would have done because we had to. I've always given more than 10%. Why? Because I want to. I'm not going to be limited. <laughs> I don't want to be limited. Praise the Lord. But I, I had some wrong information. I had it written down and I rechecked it that it would start, service started at 1030. So... I got here at 10.15 like I'd planned, and you guys started without me. So I do want to apologize for, for being late. I wouldn't have been that late. I wanted to meet you beforehand and whatnot. But anyway, it's good to be with you. I have a word from God for you. And I believe you're going to be blessed today. And uh, uh, I just, like I said, churches is where I've been for for so many years. I have a home church that I attend in Tulsa, World Outreach Church. And I, I love to go to that church. It's my home. It's my pastor's there. I love to be there. And, and every once in a while I preach there. But I'd go, I go there to get fed, just like you. And uh, your church is such an important part of your, of your Christian life. It's your family. It's a network. It's your support system. And uh, Jesus said, upon this rock, I'll build my church. And so thank God for churches. And then these schools have been popping up everywhere. I've been a friend with Andrew Womack Ministries for a long time. And because of the schools, I've been able to, to, to go to the schools also. And it's been a wonderful supplement for me because church meetings have gotten shorter over the years. When I first started traveling, we'd have church meetings from Sunday to Friday a lot. And, uh, and then it would get shorter. We did Sunday to Wednesday, and, and then it would get shorter. And, and it's just people are just busy. And so the Bible schools are, have been a great outlet for me, a place to go and minister and meet new people. And so uh, it's a good supplement to your Christian walk. And they work hand in hand in, hand, in my opinion, the churches and the schools. Um, and so it's just a great place to get fed the Word of God. And I have a brand new program on the internet that I've never done before. After all these years of traveling, uh, Andrew Womack called and said, I'm starting an internet TV channel. And if you're not familiar with it, you should go visit. It's gospeltruth.tv. And he said, I would like to offer you a free spot on our, on our channel every day. And I 
I always say when Andrew Womack calls and asks you to go on TV, you just say yes. yes. And I didn't know what all that meant, but it has been a lot of work. I mean, a lot of work. And so, uh, but we're on every day, Monday through Friday, on gospeltruth.tv. And I learned this through helping my mom, who had a flip phone. She said, I want to watch you on the internet. I said, well, you can't on a flip phone. So we went and bought her a smartphone, which was not smart. I'll tell you that. It was not, because I became permanent, eternal IT support. When I'm your technical support, you're in trouble. So anyway, uh, but we learned this. You can tell your smart device, if you get its attention, <laughs> however you do that, uh, go to gospeltruth.tv. And if you do that at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m., Monday through Friday, you'll see me. It's a magical thing. She, she loves it now. She goes all over her house with her smartphone <laughs> watching me on, you know, Internet TV. So whatever, it's helped mom. It might help you. <laughs> Uh, but it has been so exciting to be able to get out into more places because traveling, you kind of know your limitations. Uh, it just, it's a grueling lifestyle, and I've had plenty of experience, but um, I'm getting responses from Rhode Island and Oregon and Pennsylvania and places I've never preached, and people are watching and downloading the, the, the study notes and getting the free stuff. We have a lot of free stuff to offer, and so we're happy to do that. But um, it's just amazing. We film it. I'll tell you this. I don't tell many people, but I, we film it in my home. I bring a camera, uh, camera crew in from Colorado, and they film it in my house. And after traveling all these years, I go from my bedroom to my living room, <laughs> and I'm on TV all over the world on the Internet. And it's like, you got to be kidding. I didn't stand in line. I didn't get frisked. I didn't get abused. I didn't get delayed. They didn't lose my luggage. And it's like, you know, this modern technology is pretty cool. So now we're on Facebook, which I can't stand. I'm too old for that. But I'm on. I'm on Facebook. We're doing Facebook every day. You can see this there. And anyway, it's a brand new season for us. And we're meeting new people in this new season, which always happens. And I just already like your pastors. They are so cool. And what a group. Is that your family? Yes. Gosh. You know, the Bible talks about the one talent, the five talents, and the ten talents. I'm the one talent guy. I'm still looking for that one talent. But these folks here are ten talent people. They just irritate me. You know, they, I, I, that was amazing. I'd love to hear them preach. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you for having me, but new people are coming into our lives in this new season, and, and um, I'm just glad to meet them. Glad to see all these people here are new uh, people that I've met in the last two days, and so thank God for that, and we plan to do more work up in New England. Uh, from what I understand, you guys have been ignored or avoided, and I don't know why. Man. I had that yesterday. It wasn't out of a can, and I thought, what's wrong with this place? I love it up here. So we're, we are making plans to come back, and, and, uh, and man, I'll preach the word anywhere there's hungry people. I found more hungry people yesterday than I've seen in a long time. Uh, it's just been amazing. So if you're hungry, i got something for you. How many of you want some good word? All right. I'm going to give you the title for this, and then there's no way I'm going to be able to to finish this, we can introduce it today. I'm sure you're going to get a good you're going to get a good dose. 
Um, and as I'm sorry to say, we sold all, all of our sets on this yesterday. They cleaned me out. I've got some things left back there that you might be interested in. But um, anyway, that, that wasn't the purpose of this visit. But uh, I want to talk to you about something God's just been working in me mightily for this new season in my life. And the, and the title is Living With No Regrets. Living With No Regrets. And this is not for 20-something-year-olds that have never done anything. This is for the rest of us that have. We've experienced things. And the older you get, the more things you wish you hadn't have done or didn't do and you should have done. Listen, we can get free from all that. And it's time that we did get free. God wants you to be full of joy. He wants you to be able to look forward without being limited by your past. Can we follow that line of thinking for a few minutes today? Let's pray. Father, thank you for the word. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. And we ask you to speak to us today right here at Highway Church that you would just lead us and guide us into the truths that you have for us. We thank you for the Holy Spirit who's here to reveal the truth that you have in our hearts and minds that it would explode in us and change us from glory to glory. And we thank you for preparing us for what you've prepared for us in the name of Jesus, amen. Whenever I've experienced this, whenever I go from one season to another in my life, and I am doing that right now, and I have a sense that a lot of people are, maybe the church as a whole is moving into a new season. Thank God for it. The, there's a few symptoms that go along with that. One is, I'm ready for a change. The other is, you know, I, I'm ready to go forward, but in the, in the, at the same time, there's a tendency to look back and to reflect over the last season, to reflect over what went right and what went wrong. And if you're not careful, your mistakes and the tragedies and the wrong steps in your, in your past can affect you and can hinder your future. So the key to this is we're getting ready for the future by getting over the past. And, 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 and you, every time I begin to talk about this subject, I can tell that people are saying, yeah, but you don't know what I've done. And the answer to that is, no, I don't know what you've done, but, but I'm not sure you know what he's done. Because it's more about what he's done than it is about what you've done. In fact, what he did for us is so powerful that what we did doesn't matter. He can wipe that away. He can erase it. In fact, he's already let it go. He's waiting for you to let it go. I mean, if you could just let things go, because there's a future for us. There's a world for us to reach. There are people out there that need for us to get our act together. They need for you to quit feeling sorry for yourself. Can I preach a little bit here? They need for you to quit being sorry about the past and quit feeling bad about what's happened and wish you could have done it over. You can't, but you can move on and you can do some things in your future that will change the world around you. And I believe God is raising us up for a time such as this where he's going to give us a, an audience like we haven't had in a while. How many of you are ready for the world to have, have another listen to what we have to say? We're a movement. A movement of, of people in the church that are not mad. <laughs> you know, do you know how hard it is to find a group today that's not mad about something? I know their cause is just. Everybody's got this cause, but they're all mad. That's why I made my program. I call it Good News. 
it's not bad news, it's good news, and we're not mad at anybody, we're not out to get anybody, we're not, not out to get even with anybody. We just wanna tell the world, God has done so much for you, we don't have time to be upset. There's too much to be happy about. <laughs> Living with no regrets is not just a title, and it's not just a catchy phrase, it can be a reality for all of us. Sadness and mourning and regret uh, guilt and shame over the past, those things are not God's will for your life. Jesus paid a price to set you free, and you can have that freedom if you want it today. And I'm just going to get personal with you. As I've moved forward in this, uh, so many things have begun to change with us, and I've looked back myself, and I caught myself regretting things and wishing that I had it done better and anytime you anytime you get to the end of a season you can look back and see things in a different light you know like when you're going through high school you think it's never going to end I, I just I can't wait till I get out I want to move forward and then you get to graduation and you go wow it's over I should have done a little more studying you know I wish I had done better on that test and I wish I hadn't gotten so angry and I wish I hadn't had that there's always some reflection that goes on and I've been dealing with that and and I didn't realize it but I'd been mourning over things and just sad just whining about things in in, in my own heart in my subconscious even and I believe the Lord got tired of it and he said if you're going to move forward like you need to you're going to have to just let these things go it's time to just get happy Amen. Sometimes the best thing you can do to glorify the Lord is be happy. I was in Canada preaching on that. And, and, you know, I was preaching on the Lord is our shepherd and we're his sheep. And if you're his sheep, you ought to be a happy sheep. Amen. What kind of, of, of testimony is it for his sheep to be poor and sad and depressed and skinny and sickly and, 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 and regretting everything and sad about the past? I said, God's sheep ought to be happy sheep fluffy sheep and i said fat sheep and they were they were interpreting this lady was interpreting i was in quebec and they spoke french and she refused to interpret fat well i think god's sheep ought to be fat sheep why because we we lie down in green pastures why because we can't eat anymore we're so full we just need to lay down we, we, we go beside still waters. He's an, he anoints our head with oil. Our cup runs over. We ought to be the happiest people in the world. If you've got, you got regrettable experiences in your past, join the club. Let me just say this because I'm going to get into this, but nobody... You may be a straight-A student in school. Probably not. By looking, you're probably not. But I, I'm just saying. You may be a straight-A student in school, but nobody aces life. Life gets difficult. It gets ugly. It gets, it gets messy, and things go wrong. That's just how it is. That's why Jesus had to come, because nobody was going to do this right. So you're not the only one with skeletons in the closet and with events that they'd rather forget. God's not going to brainwash you. You're not going to forget your past, but you can get over it. Yeah. You can get over yes. it. This yes. can be your experience. <laughs> we, we can. Let me give you a few scriptures because you're getting me carried away. Isaiah 53, 4. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken 
smitten of God and afflicted. He, he took our griefs and sorrows. We don't have to grieve and be sorry. Luke chapter 2 verse 10 says, Do not be afraid. This is the angel that announced the coming of Jesus. This is our dispensation. He says, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. That's not just for sinners. We still ought to be having great joy. We have good tidings of great joy. I love doing my program every day because I can say, I got good news. Man, I'd hate to be on the, in the news media today and have to report the things they report every day. I guess I'd be mad too. We have good tidings of great joy to all people. You can't get any better than that. We got good news for everybody, and that includes you. Jesus said in Luke 4:18, "The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and to heal the brokenhearted." There's many other things, but I'm going to just stop right there. Jesus can heal the brokenhearted. Hearts get broken. When's the last time you heard that? It happens. Hearts get broken. Mistakes are made. Relationships get ruined. But Jesus is the healer of the brokenhearted. No psychiatrist in the world would give you that guarantee. In fact, the Bible says he can turn your mourning into melancholy. Is that what it said? No. He can turn your depression into just the blues. He can take you from abnormal and make you ah, kind of normal again. Nope. He turns your mourning into dancing. He turns your sorrow into joy. Nobody else can do that. Nobody else would even attempt to do that. There's no surgeon in the world that could cut into you and change your mourning into dancing. He said, I'll take you so far from mourning. I'll take you so far from your pain. You won't be able to get back. You'll have to change your zip code. You have to change your name. You're not even going to be the same person. Only God can do it. I tell you, I am on a, a mission. I've never felt this way about these things before, but I'm on a mission to destroy sorrow and mourning and shame and depression and condemnation and guilt and remove it from your life. I hate it. It robs from you every day, and it limits you from being the person God wants you to be. The world needs us to get this together. I'm not talking about getting over this so you can sleep better at night. I'm talking about doing what you were born to do, being the person God's created you to be. The world needs for us to get it together because we're the only answer they have. We are the answer, not the problem. And it's time that we understood that. The things you know are what the world needs. <laughs> and I believe we can share it with a smile and without trying to get back at anybody. They may hate us, but we don't have to hate them. We, we return cursing with blessing. I, I, I'm going to jump ahead because I can't get it all in anyway. But, but, but remember when... This is just something that just blessed me so much. But remember when Peter met with Jesus on the seaside after Jesus' resurrection? Peter had denied him three times. Remember the story? It's in John 21, I believe. And, 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 and John, uh, Peter came to the shoreline and Jesus says, Peter, do you love me? Remember the story? Yeah. 
Did you know uh, every theologian, every commentary you read says, you know, Jesus was dealing with Peter because of his betrayal. He had denied Jesus three times. And so Jesus was trying to help him get over it. You know, if you deny Jesus three times, it's tough when you're, when you're one of the 12 and you curse and, act, and you say, I never knew him. It, it was tough. The Bible says Peter went out and wept bitterly because he loved the Lord so much and it hurt him so deeply. And, and so Jesus is going to deal with this betrayal, this literal betrayal. And he says, Peter, do, do you love me? <laughs> what kind of a question is that? Of course I love you. Peter was insulted. That's why and I'm hurt so bad. N nobody would, would have done what I did. I, I'm so sorry. I just wish I... And, and, Peter, and Jesus said, I don't want to deal with all that. I want to know one thing. Do you love me? He goes, yes, Lord, I love you. And he asked him again, do, do you love me? So what's the point, Lord? Yes, I love you. I should be asking you if you still love me after what I did to you. Do you, do you still love me? I don't get it. But I get it today. He was saying, I don't care what you did. I don't care what happened in your past. Nothing's changed up here. Do you still love me? All that matters right here, right now. I'm not talking about the past. What Jesus was doing was talking about the present and the future. He said, do you love me? And Peter said, yes. He said, feed my sheep. Do you love me? Yes. Present tense, feed my sheep. Future tense, do you love me? The question here is not what have you done. It's do you love him? You're still here. You still got your Bible. Do you still love God? Do you still want to do something positive with your life? The question is, do you love him? And if you could say yes, he's saying nothing's changed up here. Amen. I never changed my opinion of you. My plans for you haven't changed. Amen. Now go feed my sheep. Go do what I've called you to do. Amen. Be the person I've called you to be. The sheep are waiting for you. The sheep need you to get it together. The sheep need you to get, to, to, to get over this and move forward. I need you to build my church. Do you love me? Isn't that powerful? Amen. Do you love him today? Nothing's changed as far as heaven is concerned. Your future's still intact. Plan A is still in effect. Isn't that great? You can still do what you were born to do. You can still be what you were born to be. God can do more with your future than you could do if you went back and relived your past. Do you believe that? We'll talk a little bit about that today. But let me give you a couple more scriptures. 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 8 says... Uh, whom having not seen, you love. Though now you do not see him. How many of you haven't seen Jesus in person lately? That would be all of us, unless you've had a vision lately. You, you, yet, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. One of them says, rejoice with a glorious, inexpressible joy. <laughs> I was praying and, and reading one of Kenneth Hagin's books. That's where I went to school, as you heard. And he was kind of, um, he, I followed him um, and still read his material. But I was reading one of his books and he said somebody came up to him for prayer. And he prayed with them and, and he said when they left him, he knew they didn't get their answer. He said, I could tell they didn't receive because they, they still had that whine in their voice. And that just struck me, that whine. I thought, Lord, if I've been whining, I've been whining. I had a whine in my voice. 
and, and, and it was mostly about things that didn't go the way I wanted them to or things that I could have done better. Now I can't do anything about it. And, and, and I resented and regretted and I'm sorry. And, and it's over and you can't go back. And you, all you can do now is either get over it or whine about it. I want to challenge you to get the whine out of your voice. So you know what I did? I got into the New Testament and I started begin, uh, confessing the things that were true about me in Christ. And by the time I'd get done, I took part of my prayer time. Instead of <laughs> praying about my past, I started just talking to God about who I was and what I had in Him. I knew this. I've been preaching it for years, but it works. And I began to tell God in, in, in my prayer closet, I'm adopted and I'm chosen and I'm blessed and I'm redeemed and I'm forgiven and I'm blameless and I'm holy and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And, and, and I overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. By the time I got done, I thought, what am I whining about? Boy, that'll get the whine out of your voice. Get you ready for what God has for you. We overcome, Romans 12, 11, by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their, they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. That's us. If the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, that ought to set us free right there. The same spirit that raised him from the dead is in us. We're the righteousness of God in Christ. Let me give you this verse, Revelation chapter 12. And this really is the seed of this uh, teaching on living with no regrets. Revelation 12, verse 11. No, I'm sorry, I just read that one. That's 12, 4, I believe. Let me find it here. Revelation 21, verse 4. It says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Now that's a day in heaven in the, in the future. And, I, and I've preached that for years. Here's the full verse. It says, And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There will be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. And what dawned on me lately was this. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. He didn't say he'd forgive them of their sins. He's already done all that. And I realized, you know what he's going to do in that day in heaven when there's no more devil and there's no more death and there's no more evil. He's going to make sure that there's nothing left from this world that's going to stain or mar our eternity with him. He's going to personally apply the full effects of redemption to our being so there's no more regret. Tears represent regret. I mean, this life will be gone. Sin's forgiven. You've already got your new body, but God's going to come along and say, I want to make sure there's nothing else you're sorry about, right? You're, you're okay now, right? And what happened was I realized Jesus has already paid for this. God the Father is just going to make sure we've fully partaken. We can do this today. We can have this today. Yes. <laughs> Nothing's going to change as far as the price. It's our, we can have our tears. Wouldn't it be nice on that day to say, Father, it's okay. I already did it. I don't have any tears left. I've been living in unspeakable joy for the last decades. I'm free. And, and I'm so glad that Jesus set me free. You can apply this to your life today. We can wipe away your tears. You can let it go. You can get over it. Sometimes people just need permission to get over it. 
Sometimes we think we're not doing our duty if we don't feel guilty and ashamed and, and beat ourselves up because of the past. But that's not the will of God. You don't add what you do to what he did. He paid the full price, accept it and move on. We're not talking about going back and living in it. We're talking about people that want to move on and they, and they just, for whatever reason, they're tied to the past because of tragedy, abuse, pain, brokenness, broken hearts. It's time to let the Lord heal you. It's time to move on. Let's move into this. You want to hear one area that gives people trouble? I'm going to call this one missed opportunities. Missed opportunities. Man, if you're not careful, this one will drive you nuts. I wish I'd have bought Apple stock. Why didn't I buy Apple stock? I had an iPhone and I didn't buy Apple stock. I could have been rich today if I'd have bought Apple stock. But I didn't buy Apple stock. So what are you going to do about it? I'm just going to regret it for the rest of my life. Whine about it? No. No. There are so many things that we didn't do that we could have done. You might as well just let it go. Now, that might not be a problem for you, but something might be. There are people that, that, that are my age and older that go, you know, I never had kids. I wish I'd have had kids. Now it's too late to have kids, and I wish I'd have had kids, and what life would have been different if I had it. And they regret it, and there's nothing they can do about it, and it's over. You might as well go on. But at the same time, there are other people that say, I wish I hadn't had kids. Why did I have kids? I shouldn't have had the kids. How my life would have been different if I didn't have kids. <laughs> it doesn't, no matter who you are, there are things that you miss along the way. And all of us have experienced it. You just, you just need to let it go. Some of these things, you know, you can't go back and do it over again. So what do you do? Get over it. Here's the, here's the verse. You want the answer? Joel 2, verse 25. I will restore the years that the swarming locust has eaten. She so, well, where would I be if I'd have done this? And where would I be if I'd have done that? <laughs> Probably right where you are. <laughs> I, I use this illustration all the time. I think I used it yesterday, but... When I, was, um, when I was younger, I'm about the same age as Emmett Smith. And, when, and, and where we are in Oklahoma, uh, we, we don't have a pro football team, so Dallas is the closest. We're, we're Dallas fans. And back in the 90s, Dallas was, um, they were a dynasty. You had Emmett Smith and Troy Aikman and, and uh, Michael Irvin, and they won three Super Bowls. And so I watched, and I'm about his age. And, and I, I don't know, I happened to hear some statistics on Emmett Smith, and he was at the peak of his career. And they said that Emmett Smith was 5'11", 185 pounds. Well, I knew I was 5'11". I ran to the scales, and I weighed myself, and I'm 185 pounds. I thought, oh, my. If I'd only tried out for the NFL. I mean, couldn't it, wouldn't it have been possible? The answer is absolutely not. It would have never happened. I don't know what is in his 
185 pounds and 5'11 frame, but it's something different that's in mine. It, I wouldn't have made it out there. Some people, you know, they didn't try out for the NFL or they didn't. They Listen, some of those dreams, you're just going to have to let them die. You didn't do it. You're not going to do it. And it probably wouldn't have worked out if you did do it. You can't go back. It's time to just move on. It's time to be who you are today. It's time to give God what you have left and say, Lord, I'm going to take what little I have left and give it to you and let you multiply it and do something with my future that I could never have done with my past. And God can do it. But he can't do it if you're, if you're just steeped in regret. How many of you know people like that? You can let that NFL Hall of Fame career, just let it go. I've seen most of you. You're, it's okay. Move on. And if you're 40 years old and bald and fat, you're not going to be an Olympic gymnast either. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure you won't. Let it go. <laughs> the enemy, no matter how little you've done wrong, he wants you to be sorry about it. And he'll find something, he'll try to find something to make you sad. The, the Lord, no matter how much you've done wrong, wants you to get over it. And he can remove it from your life so that you can be happy again. Some people just need to hear that. Yes. You can be happy again. Yes. <laughs> I don't know who you thought you were, you know, when you started out. Did you think you weren't going to do anything wrong? Because we all knew. <laughs> it didn't surprise us. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, I mean, we, we just need to get off the pedestal and say, you know what? That's why I needed a Savior, because I made a mess of things. And God knew it, and He loves me anyway. And He can take up, He can make up the difference if I'll let Him. But if you hold on to all that regret, He has a hard time doing anything with you. You just have to let it go. But I could have done better. I know, you sure could have. You sure could have. <laughs> so could I. <laughs> Are you getting this? Let me give you another scripture. Psalm 103, verse 13. I've always taken great comfort in this. And you might not think it's very New Testament, but I tell you, it'll comfort you. It says in this, Psalm 103, verse 13. As a father pities his children, so the Lord pities those who fear him. He cares about us. His heart goes out to us. He knows our frame, and he remembers that we are dust. That's just saying, he knew you were going to mess up. It wasn't a surprise to him. You know, we have had employees over the years, and our ministry's not a very big ministry, but we have a lot of details. One of them we got wrong, which was the time of the service today. <laughs> I mean, it does happen. <laughs> you get some things wrong, they make mistakes, and some of them cost me money, a lot of money. And, and so when we hire somebody, we just tell them, there's a lot of things to learn. You're not going to do everything right, and, but you can learn this, and, and, you know, and, and we just need you to maintain and keep things going. And, and you know the hardest people to deal with are the ones that make a mistake and they can't believe it? And they beat themselves up, and they throw a fit, and they can't believe it, and they're so sorry. And, they, and I just have to wait for them to get over it. 
because I knew they were going to make mistakes. We didn't know which one, but they all figure out new ones. And, and, and they make it. It costs time, and it costs money, and you got to regroup. One time I went to the airport, and, didn't even, and my ticket was purchased for the wrong day. I had to repurchase a ticket, right? To, boy, they get you when you're at the airport, and you say, I need a ticket right now. And they go, okay. <laughs> Where do you want to go? Price just goes through the roof. Because somebody bought it at the wrong time. Well, I got to pay the price for the ticket. Then I got to go back home and listen to them complain and whine and repent for days and days. And I'd really like for them to just get back to work. <laughs> Jesus already paid the price. So all of you are beating yourself up. You're wasting his time and your time. You might as well just let it go and get with the program. I know I have to just keep saying this over because some of these things are so ingrained to it. Sometimes we get in the presence of God. I did it. We get in the presence of God and we're trying to pray and we go, oh, Lord, I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> you know, and, and, then you, and then you're, you know, that was bad too. And, and, oh, I and he's like, I got new things. I got big things. Let's go. Get ready for the future yes. by getting over the past. <laughs> yes. So good. The fact that you've made it this far really is all we need to know. That's kind of what Jesus was telling Peter on that shore. He said, look, Peter, let's just forget all this. You know, if Jesus would have reacted to Peter like some of us, it would have, been, it would have gone quite differently. <laughs> Somebody denied you three times and then you met him on the beach, <laughs> would you go, do you love me? No. You'd go, what were you thinking? Deny me. You know what? You just go into timeout right now. You go into timeout, and you just think about what you've done. Just think about it. I told you you were going to do it. Did I not tell you you were going to do it? Boy, as a parent, have you ever done that? When your kids get, get, get grown, the hardest thing in the world is to go, because mm. what you were, I, and then, and it's even worse when they come up with a, an idea. And it's exactly what you told him. And then you're supposed to sit there and go, good idea. And it came from me. Parenting is something. It never gets, it's always that one. But grandparenting, that's where it's at. All that stuff they say about grand, it's all true. I, I, I actually have some grandkids. I know, I know, I don't look old enough. I'm not. I'm only 30, so it's tough. But we were able to work that in. Uh, grandkids are awesome. But 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 that's exactly what Jesus was trying to get get across to Peter. Was not. Have you learned anything? Do you promise me that you're never going to do this again? That's all past. Looking back, what have you learned? What are you going to do different? Do you realize how much you've disappointed me? But the question was, do you love me? The fact that you're here today proves that you're still in because God never changed and evidently you're still interested or you wouldn't be here 
So the question is, do you love me? Are you ready to go do what God's... God called Peter to feed the sheep. I don't know what he's called you to do, but that's still op option one for you. <laughs> the fact that you've made it this far says something about it, the situation. The fact that Peter showed up on the seaside was all Jesus needed to know. He said, Peter, do you love me? <laughs> do you still love him? <coughs> Praise God. Yes. When, you, uh, when you go to the doctor, and you go into the doctor's office, and a lot of times they have some plaques on the walls. Anybody know, everybody seen any of those plaques? You know what they are? Take a guess. A lot of doctors, they'll have their diploma. They want you to see, I graduated. <laughs> and you're thinking, I hope so. I was counting on it. I've seen this, you know, on, on true TV. I've seen you fakes. I hope you know, that's, you didn't just print that. But you see their diploma. Now, it would be interesting if we could see their grade transcript, wouldn't it? <laughs> I, that's what I want to see. Wouldn't you? Every class, every, every year, every class, grade point average, I want it all. You made a D in anatomy? Um, see you later. You don't see that, do you? It's a diploma. What that says is they passed. They did what they were supposed to do. They didn't do, they might not have been a straight A, but you'll never know that. They did what was required, and they got the diploma. Now they're authorized and qualified to work on you, or to pr practice on you. <laughs> Isn't that something? you got to have a diploma to practice, okay? How much practice have you had? <laughs> I spent some time in Arkansas. It was kind of a training period for me, and I was a youth pastor there. It's a long story. I went into it some yesterday at the school, but it came to an end, and I began, actually, I began to travel from that point. My, the season began to change, and I was, I was reflecting, as you often do. I was reflecting on that time there. It was three years, and it was a wonderful three years. I learned so much, and I saw God in new ways, and it was just a, a, a walk of faith, and but, but looking back on it, it was coming to a close rapidly, and I, and I was reflecting. And I said, Lord, you know, I didn't know. I didn't know how long I was going to be here, and I, I should have done that differently. I should have done that differently, and that, I lost that relationship. And I, I shouldn't have allowed that to happen. And, and I, I was just regretting in my prayer time. And after a, a while of that, he began to show me a picture and he, he began to share with me that that experience was like a, a college experience. And he said, each relationship in your life was like a college professor. And each relationship in your life that you're going over right now is like a different class. And he said, some of them you did really good in. <laughs> you made some A's. And then some of the others you didn't do so well in. And those are the ones you're sorry about. But he said, you, you passed. Amen. You passed. You're getting your diploma. And you're moving on. Now, he said, I don't want you to have any more resentment or bitterness toward any of these people in your life that you 
thought did you wrong or didn't work out right or whatever than you would a college professor that taught a very difficult course that you really had to work on. You didn't really score that well in, but you passed. You got your degree and you're moving forward. That helped me so much. I was able to say, I'm not mad at anybody. I passed. I don't, go, I don't have to do this again. <laughs> I'm moving on. I got more giants to face, but I don't got to face these. This season's coming to an end. And the question is, do you love me? Yes, I do, Lord. Then go do what I've told you to do. I'm ready. I got my diploma. I said my goodbyes. Some people don't like me. Some people don't understand me. Some people love me. But whatever the case, I'm moving on. No baggage. No sadness. No sorrow. No regrets. I got no time for that. How many of you could say, thank God for permission to move on? Amen. 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 Woo! I'm going to give you the other areas. Now, all I can tell you is, you, if you're interested in these, I wish I had some to, to, to sell, but I don't. But you can go to our website and download it. It is downloadable, and you can have it today um, at gregfritz.org. It's a, very, a brand new series. However, I am uh, writing a book. I just started it on this subject. I believe it's really going to help people because it's important for us to apply the Word of God to our, our soul. We understand that you apply it to your spirit when you're born again. And we understand that for healing, we apply it to our bodies. And there's always the need for that. But sometimes we just skip over the soul. And that's where sadness and sorrow and regret reside. And those things are just as crippling in, at times than a physical ailment. You just can't see it. And so many times people will suffer in silence or they'll suffer for years because nobody ever brings it up. Well, I'm bringing it up and I'm giving you permission to go on. I'm giving you permission to, to gather up your things and move on with your life because of what he did. I'm not saying it wasn't bad. The next area we would cover if we had time was past sins. How many of you have got any of those? Don't raise your hand. I should have said, how many of you don't have any? throw the first stone. That's what Jesus said. <laughs> Past sins, the, the, those things, everybody's got those, but Jesus took care of that. Did he not? Did he not pay for the forgiveness of our sins? And if we'll apply that, then we shouldn't have condemnation and guilt and shame uh, connected to those any longer. But you've got to apply it and you've got to be proactive or these things will continue to haunt you until you stand up and say, I'm not going to accept this anymore. I'm going to move on with my life. Amen. And do it for those around you. Do it for your family. And then there's, then there's broken relationships. And boy, I love to get into that one. I was preaching to some ministers at one point, and I said, I'm going to tell you in this session, I'm not going to tell you how to win friends and influence people, because everybody's already talked about that. I'm going to tell you how to lose friends, because nobody's talked about that. <laughs> and sometimes that's much more difficult than gaining friends. And we've all got to lose some relationships. So if you've got broken relationships in your past, join the club. Sometimes even minister friends go separate ways. You know what? That's just how, how it goes in life. We don't have time to regret. And, re and sometimes we're investing more and more into something that's over. And it's time to just cut it off and move on. 
Others are heartbroken over lost loved ones or the loss of a loved one, the passing of a loved one. There's a time to grieve, but there's a time to go on. That person would not want you to spend the rest of your life in depression and sadness because they went before you did. And the older you get, the more you experience that one also. I was with my grandfather, I remember, before he passed, and he was almost 90, and we were driving through his little town, and he said something that struck me. He said, he's, we drove by the cemetery for uh, whatever reason, and he said, you know, I got more friends in the cemetery there than I do in town. <laughs> wow. That was morbid. I wasn't expecting that. I'm still trying to gain friends, and he's already on the other side. You know what? The longer you live, the more people that are going to pass, and you're just going to have to learn how to deal with it. We'll get together again. They would want you to be happy again, to be free again, to live again, to be fruitful again. Amen. You know what helped me? Because my, my dad passed several years ago, and that, that was one of the closest relatives that I'd ever had. And, and, um, and it's tough, you know, we were very close. But, but I, <laughs> the Lord has just re reminded me of this. Every time you see a, a testimony of somebody that's gone to heaven and come back, and, and there are some, I think God does that for us. And they'll, and they'll do their, and they write the books, and I've read the books, and they, they have one thing in common, because they can't describe exactly what they've seen, because it's beyond words. Isn't that amazing? Yes, yes. But you know what they have in common? They all say the same thing. I didn't want to come back. <laughs> and that didn't mean anything until my dad got over there, and I thought, you know, if he just came back, we'd all be happy again. And then I realized, he don't want to come back. <laughs> he doesn't want to come back. How dare him? I'd come back. No, you wouldn't. you never been anywhere like heaven. Where you get there and it's like, oh, I'm here. I don't want to go anywhere else. They can come to me, but I'm not going back. Well, you know what? If he got over it that easy, I'm going to get over it. I am not going to spend the rest of my life grieving and, and being in self-pity and w wondering what would have been. When he's doing better than ever. We got a life to live, folks. Yes. We got a future to possess. Yes. God's raising up an army, a good news army. The, the people that aren't mad, they're not broken, they're not hateful, they're not bitter, they're not sad, they're not depressed, they're not condemned, they're free. Free to reach other people that aren't. That's us. Amen. Would you stand with me? Praise God. Praise the Lord. Did you get anything out of that? Can I do this? Let me just do this as we, as we close and, and uh, the pastor's right here and I, I'll let him, you know, guide us. But I, I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for people. It, it, it's, it, this thing was dropped in me just a few months ago. This, this, this thing exploded in my spirit and everywhere I've shared it, there have been people sitting in tears, including here. And, and I, I know there, it's a nerve. I know it's a need. And it's something that may, may, we may not like to talk about sometimes, but it's there. And I want to offer prayer. And prayer's not, not a cure-all in this area. We can definitely get relief. But I can promise you, 99 times out of 100, it's going to try to come back and get right back in and make you sad again. 
So what you need to do is get in those New Testament scriptures. I've got scripture cards. I do have a few of those left, and they're free. You can pick those up until we run out. In the back, that's the least I can do for you. But they have these scriptures that I'm using myself in my own prayer room. They cover all four areas, and they give you confessions to make. And what that does is it drives out that sadness, that sorrow. It drives it out. And it puts up a shield, and when, when it comes back again, you begin to recognize it. And you go, oh, oh, nope, 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 not, not today you don't. I'm not going to feel sorry about this today. I'm done with that. You're going to have to leave. And you go back to your scriptures. I'm a new creation. I'm the righteousness of God. I'm adopted, and I'm redeemed, and I'm chosen, I'm accepted, and I'm blameless, and I'm holy, and I'm separated, and I'm full of God, and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And that thing will run off. I'll tell you, you can be free, but you may have to be proactive, but you can be happy and free and full of joy. And you ought to be because of what Jesus has done. If you're here today, bow your heads, please. And you say, I want to get free from something. You don't, I'm not going to ask you what it is, but you go, you know what? It could, be, it could fit under that category of regret. And it's in the past, and I want to be free. I'm ready to move on with my life. Maybe you've never seen how that's hindered you as clearly as you've seen it today. But I'm going to tell you, the Lord resents anything that's going to slow you down, that's going to weigh on you, that's going to affect your prayer life. He resents that. Not you, but that thing. Because I feel it. I feel His, His, His heart in this. I am, a, I am going to, on a mission to destroy sorrow and sadness and mourning and shame and regret. In Jesus' name. And if that applies to something in your life, would you just lift your hand let me see it? Say, I want to pray with you. I want to pray. I want to, this to be a point in time. We're not, we're not going to have a, an altar call because every, almost everybody's got their hand up. So let's pray this together and mean it from your heart. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for what you've done. Today, more than ever before, I'm going to apply what you've done to what I've done. Set me free from my past. I apply the word, the new covenant, the power of the Holy Spirit, the healer of the broken heart. I apply that to my life right now. I accept your freedom, your healing power your deliverance I accept what you've done and I say goodbye to sadness and to sorrow to mourning and to grief to all regret of every kind thank you Lord I apply your blood to my life and the results are victorious victory I'm free I'm happy I'm glad I'm blessed, I'm forgiven, I'm, I'm glorious, I am Him, I am in Him, and in Him, God lives in me, I'm righteous, I'm holy, I'm separated, I'm blameless, I'm free, the truth has set me free, in Jesus' name, hallelujah, let's praise Him, can we, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.
If we run out of scripture cards, you can go to our website and request them and we'll mail them to you free. I'm serious about getting this into the lives of people. I believe the Lord really wants to minister to the hurting, His people that are hurting. Praise the Lord. Well, Pastor, thank you. At Highway Church, we want to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ and experience the abundant life He came to give you. If you'd like to learn more about God's amazing love for you, please visit us at highwaychurch.us. You can email us at info at highwaychurch.us or message us via our Facebook page. Put your trust in Jesus today and taste and see how good He is.